It is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. It is the latest edition of Baseball Today with Ploof and Rose. T. Ploof, you look like a happily married man of nine years and one day exactly. Beautiful, beautiful thing. I love marriage. I tell everyone that. And people are surprised by that. And I don't know why. Um, I... I think it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So shout out Olivia. We had a great night last night. We had some sushi and we got some uh, stuff going this weekend too. So I'm happy, man. Yeah. The posts were incredible. Um, there was like a montage of 1,378 photos on one of them, including one where I thought you were, I couldn't tell if you guys were shooting like coming to America part three or what you guys were dressed as royalty for your wedding. What was going on? We were. Uh, that is our religion. We talked about it a little bit <clears throat> before the show, Egyptian Orthodox. So it's like an old school form of Christianity. And that's what the wedding entails. I mean, it was like a long medieval wedding, bro. A lot of people were, you're either really happy with it or you really hated it. Do, but we had a get, good time. Do you get to keep the crown? I mean, is it somewhere in the office? <laughs> I don't know where the crown is. I don't know where the crown came from, to be honest with you. Is it heavy or is it? It like was. A- yeah. It was like a real deal crown. I felt, I absolutely felt like a king, especially with Olivia by my side. I was like, man, oh yeah, yeah. the world, baby. Yeah, I get it. I understand. <laughs> All right. Um, so we're uh, this is a big day. Apparently, the owners and the players are going to meet and uh, exchange some sort of core economic proposal. So we'll keep our fingers crossed on this, and we'll talk about it on the next edition of Baseball Today if and when there's some big-time news. But in the meantime, there was a, an interesting transaction that happened on Wednesday. John Lester, done after 16 seasons, multiple-time World Series champion, five-time All-Star, more than 200 career wins, really good guy, really good teammate. What is the one thing that stands out about his career? Because I don't want to talk about, well, is he a Hall of Famer? You know what? We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Let's honor and appreciate the guy that made it for 16 seasons. So what did you appreciate most about his career? Consistency. And I think that's kind of like what he embodied. If you look at his, you know, baseball reference page, the amount of times he went over 200 innings, Mm -hmm. incredible. And in an era where, you know, the innings were starting to decline, he was still the guy that was taking the ball every five days and not just, and he wasn't just an innings eater either. Like he was a great pitcher who also threw 200 innings. I mean, that's what every single team wants uh, out of a starting pitcher. Be good and also give us those endings. So he did that for a long time. And I think also, you know, just him in the playoffs was was incredible. Uh And that's kind of what people that played with him will talk about is if you had a big game, you wanted John Lester on the hill. He brought that. And then he also brought something else to the clubhouse. Uh, He he, he was really big on, you know, how they, you know, you talk to Schwarber or any of the guys that are with him with the Red Sox and, uh, excuse me, with the Cubs. And then you talk to Pedroy or anybody that's within the Red Sox. And that's what, that's what they would say about him. You know, great on the field, but also off the field, you know, getting people together. I guess when you first got over to the Cubs at a young team, he was hosting parties after the yeah. games. Like, that's what you want out of a veteran, you know, bringing the guys together. And it showed on the field. He took two separate organizations out of curses. John Lester, man, legend. So congrats on a great career. By the way, you know, you mentioned me right before we started taping the show. He's like, Rose, you don't look good in a Boston hat. Well, what? What should I be? What should I? I have several different choices when we're talking about John Lester. I could go Red Sox with this hat, or I could go A's, where he was there for just a, you know, a brief stint. Yeah. Uh, I yep. could go. Pardon me. Sorry about hitting the microphone there. I could go Cubs. Right. 
Uh, I could go Washington Nationals. I'm not uh, so sure that's that's going to work. And I could finish <laughs> it up with the St. Louis Cardinals. So I, I forgot about the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not the Cardinals. Definitely I not think the, the Cubs Nationals. fits you better. The Cubs, Cubs looks best on you. Interesting. Okay, well, we can do that. And you know what? Uh, it kind of takes me to my point. So when he got that free agent deal, I think wasn't a six for about 155 or so. And we're like, God, really? So you're going to pay 155 for Lester. You'll get two maybe really good years out of no. You know what? Uh, really until the very end was he, he was exactly what they paid for. Exactly what they paid for. You mentioned it. Uh, a guy that they knew could start 30 games a year. That was always going to give him six, six innings. Six. And people say, well, really? Is that, is that what you want to pay a guy, you know, 25 million bucks a year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to know that in today's game, that every five days I can give the ball to somebody and not worry about it, not worry about anything that comes along with him. Never, never. And by the way, when there was all that bullshit about the chicken and beer in the clubhouse, John <laughs> Lester was actually the one guy who pointed at himself and said, yeah, I fucked up here. You know, there were some other guys that were saying, Hey, you know, who's the rat? Who's the one that said that? John Lester was like, yeah, we got to be better. We got to be better if we want to get back to where we were. And eventually they got back to where they wanted to go in 2013. I forgot about the fried chicken and beer. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> hey, that's John, always... you can have whatever you want now. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go crush it. One or two other things I would say about him. He started his career at the plate. 0 for 66. And his first hit came against his good friend, John Lackey. And when I say that it came off of John Lackey, it really came off of John Lackey. It hit him in the shin and ended up getting a knock. And then each of the last four years of his career, outside of 2020, where pitchers didn't hit because of the uh, shortened season, he had a home run in each of his last four years. That. So good for Johnny Lester. But think about what John what Lester, excuse me, uh, had to overcome uh, when we're talking about picking uh, – guys off he couldn't oh, yeah. throw to the bases yeah and he overcame that i yeah. i remember talking to ryan braun he was playing against him and he was just like man what they tell you is to get 15 to 20 feet off the base he goes you but you don't feel like you can do that and 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 for him to be able to overcome that and still be the kind of pitcher he was that just tells you like the mental fortitude he had and the competitiveness in him incredible Good run, Johnny Lester. 16 years, and in five seasons, we'll start talking about the whole Cooperstown thing because I don't think today's the day. I don't think that that's fair to him. I think you appreciate him for what he accomplished, which is nothing short of remarkable. And, oh, by the way, cancer survivor, a guy who yeah. has put that out there and encouraged a lot of people um, to push through. And uh, so, John Lester, it's all part of your baseball equation. Tip of the cap to you, whatever cap I will wear for you. Job well done. All right, Shohei Otani. There's no question he's the face of baseball. He was on the face and the cover of GQ. Not bad. So Not very bad. Uh, interesting article. Certainly worth your while if you have a chance to read it. Um, I thought this particular quote he had about if he feels pressure to represent the whole game, he said, more than pressure. I'm actually happy to hear that. It's what I came here for, to be the best player I can. And hearing the face of baseball, that's very welcoming to me. And it gives me more motivation 
because I've only had, this was my first really good year and it's only one year. So it gives me more motivation to keep it up and have more great years. After hearing something like that, do you think that Shohei's putting too much pressure on himself? I, I think he's putting the exact amount of pressure. Whatever he did last year, continue to do that. But it's in his makeup. You know, my agent is his agent. So I've got to talk to him about Shohei quite a bit. Wow. And the first thing we said, you know, was why is this guy coming over when he's coming over? He, if he waited one more year, the deal could have been exponentially bigger. Uh, but that was never, you know, the reason he, w- he wanted to come over. Like, it wasn't about the money. He wanted to prove to everybody that he was the best or one of the best players on the planet. And he's done that. That's just, I mean, mentally, that's where he's at. And we kind of just have to respect it. I, I think the pressure... Uh, you know, some people don't like it. Some people do. I think Shohei, you know, coming over to a completely different, you know, country and having to be around, you know, completely different things in his life and still being able to perform the way that he did is nothing short of notable. So we just root for this guy. And like I said, if whatever he did last year, Shohei, just keep it up, buddy. Yeah, pressure is an interesting word. Um, I mean, I think if you're in the big leagues, if you're in professional sports, you're constantly feeling pressure. Um, it's that simple. And until you get that $250 million deal, you'll always feel pressure. And when sometimes when you get that big time deal, guys have told me I felt even more pressure once I got it because I didn't want to let people down. Um, But he's dealt with this. If you read the column in GQ, he's dealt with this ever since he became a professional over in Japan where he really couldn't leave his place. So he has been the center of attention. That didn't change because we oohed and odd over his exploits in 2021. This is something he's been dealing with the last seven years or so. And um, I love it that he embraces it. I love it that he wants to put baseball back on a pedestal in this country. There's not one thing I don't dig about this guy. I am all in. I have been all in since day one. I worried about him when he started off kind of shitty that first spring training. But other than that, He's awesome. You talk about him being, you know, under the spotlight in Japan, and that's true, but to think about how much more uh, of a spotlight he has when he comes over to America. Like, he has handled this. When people talk about guys coming over from those leagues and, and you know, they don't – usually they just kind of write them off right away if they struggle, but it's such a different game. It's There's so many different factors that come into play – and Shohei's just been able to conquer all of them. And it's just, well, I, I think about if we had to go over to Japan and all of a sudden start a podcast, you know, like think of all the difficulties we would have. And it's very similar. You have to assimilate to a completely different totally. um, culture. And, and man, like for him to be able to not only do that, but think about it, Chris, he also, he's pitching and hitting, like all these things add up and add up and add up. And he's just been able to overcome everything. Yeah, and here's the thing. I, like, if he takes a step back next year for whatever reason, if he doesn't pitch as well, or if he only hits 33 homers, um, you know, I, I think we still have to appreciate for how high he has set the bar for himself, if that makes sense. I, dude, that one thing that has really shocked me about him is his power. Like, he has some of the best power in all of yes. the game. And then, but you look at the GQ shoot and he's got those guns Dude. out. He looks like a big boy, doesn't he? He is. Well, that's one of the things they said about him being over in Japan. 
because there aren't people over there who are his size for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, in America, we've got them all over the place in every sport. And in Japan, for whatever reason, there aren't that many people. So he physically stands out. And then they said he just hasn't been a, he can't go to the grocery store over in Japan. He can't, he can do that, you know, in Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. He can. You're in Southern California. You go roll through. God, maybe not anymore. I don't know. He's a pretty big star now. Really? I think so. Do you, do you think Mike Trout can roll through the growth? Can he? Can Mike Trout go to Costco? Like fill up with that? A, with a mask stuff? on, yes. That's that's helped all these guys a little bit. But if we're going maskless, I don't. I know people say that all the time. Mike Trout can walk around New York City and no one would make it. I don't believe that. I believe if Mike Trout was just walking around, there'd be a lot of people recognizing him. I don't think we'd give that enough credit. So what we should do one day, um, as long as the lockout continues, and I'm not rooting for that, but uh, I think it will for a little while longer, we should come up with a top 10 cannot go to the grocery store mm. list. Okay. Oh, shit. I mean, it depends. I'm just talking regionally. It'd be, it'd be a different list. No, no, no. I think nationally. it's, yeah, I think it's gotta be on a national stage. Like we drop them in Des Moines, Iowa, you know, like, like, I think that's the key. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you you're right. I don't know. I'm on board for it for sure. Okay. We'll have fun with it. We'll you might be the most famous person that we know. Who? You. I'm not even the most famous person in this screen right now. You can't go to the grocery store and see, you know, bro. Yeah, I can. Okay. Anyway, congratulations to Keith Hernandez. His number 17 will be retired by the New York Mets this coming summer. Hard to believe, but he is only the fourth Mets player to have his jersey retired, joining Kuzman, Seaver, and Piazza. Were you shocked when you heard that? Like that little amount of people having their jersey yes. retired? Absolutely. Especially because they have some like excellent players. And in my head right now, I'm thinking uh, Doc Gooden. Yeah. Gary Carter. Right. Strawberry. Who else? Like there's a lot. Well, of, David Wright is going to be one. Yeah, David Wright will be one. I, I, I'm actually happy they haven't retired five because it's to me, it feels too soon. Like they, I don't know why the Mets were so slow in rolling this whole thing out, but apparently that's been the, that's kind of, that was their MO is that they just didn't for whatever reason, want to honor a lot of their former players with it, whether it's Jersey retirements or Mets hall of fame. And they're getting better at that over the last few seasons. I think it's really important because it, it allows those guys obviously to have a tip of the cap to them. I mean, Keith Hernandez, when you look at his career, the only thing that kept him out of Cooperstown was the fact that he didn't have any pop. Yeah. He was a, I'm telling you, I saw most of his career. He was a damn good baseball player. He was an on-base machine. I've never seen a better defensive first baseman. He and Mattingly, top, of top, top, top notch. And he was a critical part of two major World Series runs for two different teams. I can't speak for his play because I didn't see him that often, obviously, because I'm a little younger. Uh, I I know more from the broadcast and Seinfeld and all that stuff. But now, you know, looking at his numbers, like, yeah, he's an an incredible player. And to all the gold gloves, I trust you. Also, your eye test. Like, we just talked about that the other day. (laughs) It's pretty funny because you'll never see an MVP that hits 11 homers again, I don't think. No. 
No, so it's listen. I understand the lack of homers. I mean, he had well under 200 homers in 17 big league seasons. So I get that. Um, but I'm I'm happy for him, and I think it's it's the connective tissue when guys get their jersey retired. Like I know when I would walk into stadiums when I was younger, uh, whether it was old Cleveland Municipal Stadium or eventually Jacobs Field, now Progressive Field. Or when I would go follow the Cavs, I'd look up and see the, the numbers raised in the banners, and I'd ask the stories. And, you know, I think it just allows for, for us to – I mean, this is a sport that is so ingrained in its own history that you need to be able to – and if you're going to have a whole era where guys weren't represented – I mean, this was a franchise that's only won two of them. Yeah. They've only won them in 69 and 86, and did not have anybody from that 86 team honored – Hello. Doesn't make sense. You know what else? It doesn't make sense, Chris. This guy was drafted in the forty-second round. Pretty good. And he was in the out of high school, and he was in the big leagues like three years later. Like, who missed on that one? So a lot of people. So two of the four jerseys that will be retired by the Mets were drafted after round forty, right? Piazza, oh, Piazza. was like a like a sixty-seventh round pick yeah. or something, right? <laughs> Courtesy to you know to Tommy Lasorda. Yep. So interesting, but that'll be fun. That'll be fun for the Mets. All right. Last thing today. Uh, this one kind of snuck under the radar about Camden yards. They are pushing, they're reconfiguring the left field. Uh, they're pushing it back. So they are going to raise the wall, which is seven feet by as much as another five feet. So it could be 12 feet in certain areas. And then certain parts of left field are going to be pushed back an additional upward of 30 feet does this make sense to you these whiny whiny pitchers getting their way again you know that's what it is Uh, you know 30 feet might make a difference the wall i don't think makes a difference because the ball does fly to left field i mean if you went into camden yards you went in for a series and you didn't hit a homer you were pissed that's bottom line. That's the truth. There's a lot, but there's a lot of parks like that, Chris. You go into Cincy, you go into Toronto, you go into Philly, you go to Arizona, uh, a lot of these parks. And, and maybe it's different now because they're uh, in these balls. Who knows what kind of ball you're going to use? Um, but I don't, the 30 feet might make a difference, but I still think there's going to be quite a few homers there. A lot of people are making a joke about Glaber Torres' home run total going to be cut in half. It's funny. He hit so many last year. Uh, but the ball is still going to fly there. It's a good hitter's park. Well, it's interesting. If you look at the stats, the Orioles hit 122 homers at Camden Yards last year, and their pitchers gave up 155. I would say forget about pushing the wall back and maybe get better pitchers. Yeah, Yeah. It's a thought. It's a thought if that's what we're doing. I will say this. Um, I actually liked the short wall in left. You know, occasionally you would get a really, really good catch. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 feet sounds a little high. Like if you wanted to go up to 10, okay, 10. What's 10, the difference 10. of two feet, bro? <laughs> well, have you ever tried to dunk on a 12 foot rim? No. Okay. Then there's, there's the difference. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you're right. I mean, what are they gonna do with those seats that are right there? It's gone. I mean, we just need less people at the games, less, less eyeballs on the game. That's the, that's the MO. Now we're on to something. I say, keep the seats where they are. And if they're in their field of play, so be it. (laughs) Put the wall behind the seats. 
You know, you could really charge a premium. Like, if you really want to be in the action as a fan, bring your glove. Extra outfielder when the Orioles are playing defense. I'd still hit it over those fans. I wonder how you did at Camden Yards. Should check your splits there. I got a lot of homers there. I don't know. They're probably pretty good. Okay. Didn't you hit 100 on the button? No, 106, Chris, I believe is my total. 106. Okay, that's good. That's good. What do you have coming up on uh, John Boy Media? We recorded uh, Talking Baseball yesterday. Uh, We had a voicemail episode. Fans called in with, you know, the memories that haunt them for their organization. We always talk about how we don't know individual fan bases as well as most people know their own fan base as for us too, to, to see what people were thinking about, like what scares them. You know, we got some, some silly answers, some typical ones. Like there was a lot of Nelson Cruz calls like, Hey, like, couldn't they have subbed them out in the world series to catch that fly ball? Mm-hmm. Um, so we talked about that and a lot of different stuff. It was a really fun episode for us. Um, and that's it. We'll be back on uh, Monday with another one. We got some big interviews coming up. A lot of guys have been in my DM saying, I got to come on the show. Really? And we stopped doing interviews, really. But these guys are these guys are wanting it. So we'll probably have to do a few of those next week. What about you, oh. man? Well, do you want to you break any news? Like, who's coming on? Or is it, are you afraid of jinxing that? I'll give, I'll give one because it's funny. Uh, Joey Gallo. Uh, up my dms yesterday he goes bro you got a podcast so <laughs> i sent it to our our, our our talking baseball group chat and i said hey you guys want to be humbled a little bit i know we think we're really good but joey galley doesn't even know we exist right so but now he wants to come on so good good um yeah we ended up taping aj Przinski the other day and he was even better than i expected and i expected him to be very good cool um spent a lot of time talking about his public image in baseball you know i asked him when he really started kind of leaning into the heel aspect of it he was like i i didn't (laughs) that it was part of it and i asked him how much it bothered him and he he was very honest about like you would think with aj Przinski that he wouldn't give a shit he did i told you he's he's like a nice guy totally we covered that um, and he, he went over some of his regrets too. You know, he wasn't running away from that. So there you go. That'll be coming out next week. We're looking forward to that. we got a few other ones planned in the near future. So that'll be go. That'll be cool. All right. what do we get? Robbie Scirocco, our, uh, producer extraordinaire today. Ploof. 191 plate appearances at Camden Yards, 38 hits. That doesn't, that doesn't sound that good. Well, it's 191 plate appearances. Hopefully, you yeah. Well, give me the at bats. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. at bats. You got 56 at bats. No, you can't. That have doesn't 56 make any. That'd be play- sick if I was 38 hits. I was gonna Wait. say no. Oh my bad. Hold on. What did I put? Oh, sorry. 60. I was reading the Oakland Coliseum. Sorry, which is right under uh over Baltimore. Uh, 63 plate appearances, 56 at bats. How many hits? It can't yeah, possibly what? be 38 <laughs> hits. 15 hits. Sorry, I was combining Oakland and uh, Baltimore. That's Robbie, my fault. It's way too early in the day to be drinking. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, it's 12 o'clock here, so. Oh, okay. Clean it up. All right. <laughs> All right. Now I'm more confused about your stats at Camden Yards than before he put those numbers up. I have no idea. I thought it was good, but maybe he said it was bad. But 268 batting average. 
All right, it's I got it for me. 15 hits, two doubles, three RBIs, uh, nine RBIs, three home runs. Oh, was it going to go up? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah, I think that's kind of the point. That's kind of the point. But I care. I Thank care. You. So it sounds average. Okay, there you go. That's all we need to know. Uh, enjoy your um, – what? Oh, now you're pissed, aren't you? Well, I mean, I was an I was the definition of an average major leaguer, so it's pretty much standard for me. But you're a better than average dude, and that's all that matters. Thank you. And and a better than average husband and father, and that's most that important. I would agree with. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Well, enjoy um enjoy the weekend with your beautiful bride. I hope you guys have a nice time this weekend. Thank you. All right. And uh, we'll be back at this again on Tuesday. Well, hopefully we have some good lockout news for you. So everybody keep your baseball fingers and toes crossed so we can get this thing done and get ready for the 2022 season. Special shout out to our stat finder when it comes to Camden Yards and Trevor Plouffe's success there, Robbie Scirocco. We'll see you next time here on Baseball Today. Thanks for tuning in.